Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. Hadaway, what is love? Kicking off our Thursday morning, it is Sinead Brazel. I'm here with you till one. How are you getting on this nice Thursday morning? Hope you're doing well. 086-1800-658 is our WhatsApp and text if you'd like to get in touch. And I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of messages on this first topic that I'm going to talk about because I think I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers. I think there's going to be people out there that are going to be very annoyed by this, particularly people who love to birdwatch people who are accountants and data analysts. This is <laughs> going to rile you up, I think, this morning. Because I found a study. Yes, I love a good study, particularly ones that are pointless. Uh, this new study has supposedly pinpointed the most boring people alive. We're looking at you, accountants. Oh yeah, you're top of the list. And data analysts. Bird watchers are in there as well. And everybody who works in insurance. You're the most boring people alive, according to this study. <laughs> this was conducted by the University of Essex. And uh, they list uh, these, these, so these professions, the accountants, you're boring. I'm sorry. Uh, data analysts, boring as well. And everyone who works in insurance. You're all boring, according to this. Uh, They also list the most boring hobbies. Going to church, watching TV and animal observation are top of the list. They were even worse, get this, than people who stamp collect. So if you watch TV, you like going to church or you like to watch animals. Animal observation. Also boring habits. Watching TV. Come on now. That can't be considered boring. But anyway, of course... When you have to undertake this kind of research, you also have to find the opposite types. So the study lists actors, scientists, journalists, particularly science journalists, as the least boring professions. Could I be classified as a journalist? Probably not, but I'm kind of in that wheelhouse, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, The research was published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. (laughs) 
And uh, it was refreshingly unboring names uh, of people uh, who were involved in this. They're very hard to pronounce. I'm not even going to go there. Eric Igu is one of them. And I've no idea how to pronounce the other people. But they conducted this. And it was a list of five different experiments uh, involving 500 people. And... uh, (laughs) Apparently, when you dig more into their findings, you find how intensely annoying we humans kind of find each other. So not content with kind of dissing the entire insurance, data industries and accountants, the respondents also had it in for smokers. Also, they don't like people who live in medium sized towns, people who talk a lot. Oh, that's me out and complain often. Uh, So there you go. Accountants, data analysts, people in insurance. Are you boring? What do you make of this research now? They're calling you the most boring people alive. 086-1800-658 if you'd like to comment on this. I'd love to hear from you. And people who smoke apparently as well, you're not good on the list. So you can get in touch and air your grievances on 086-1800-658. Amy Winehouse, Valerie on LMFM's 11 to 1. We were talking about a study that says... And this is very, very awful, I think, to people who are accountants, bird watchers or data analysts and everybody who works in insurance. They're saying, according to this study that was carried out by the University of Essex, that you're the most boring people out there. Some people are getting in touch on 086-1800-658. Kevin says, Sinead, in fairness, have you ever been caught on the phone with people working in insurance? They would put you to sleep. Ah, Kevin, I don't know now. I know the whole process of, you know, renewing insurance and getting on the phone to them. And, oh, listen, I'm at that stage myself now because I've car insurance due for renewal. And it's just like, no, I don't want to do it. But I always find them very charming, I have to say, on the phone. Uh, Somebody else, Sinead, as somebody in insurance for over 10 years, I'm offended. I'm often described as sparkling good company, have a hectic social life and I'm involved in a variety of sports. The cheek, says this message. Uh, Another one just coming in. On 086 <laughs> This is Mark and Kells. Hi Sinead, the people I find more boring than those listed are statisticians, is it? People who take statistics. Yes. Yes, Mark. Those doing the research in the first place. <laughs> Keep them coming in on 086 Going to take a quick break and I have a chance for you after that to win tickets to Marty Morrissey's party. It's a variety party happening in the TLT next week. We have tickets for those. And I've also got music from Florence and the Machine for you. 11 to 1. It's competition time now. Marty Morrissey. He's bringing Marty's Party Variety Show to the TLT Drogheda Friday, June 24th. That's next week. And he's going to have special guests, Eurovision winners, Paul Harrington, Charlie McGettigan, Sandy Kelly, Drogheda Male Voice Choir, the Drogheda Brass Band, Tommy Fleming's in there as well, and many more. It's going to be a great night of crack. There's prizes on the night as well. Tickets are available from the TLT box office and the TLT.ie. Would you like to go along? It's very easy to enter this. All you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word party, followed by your own details to 086 1800 658. And we'll pick a winner for those towards the end of the show. We also want to hear from those working in insurance. Apparently, you're boring. What do you have to say about that? It's according to a new study. I'm not making this up, you know. We want to hear from accountants as well. Apparently you're boring. Absolutely the most boring people ever. What do you think of that? 086-1800-658, please. We get to some of your messages a little bit later on. 
Back to the music then. Here's Florence and the Machine. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the- Florence and the Machine, you've got the love. Today, June 16th, is Bloom's Day. And it marks the day that Leopold Bloom from Joyce's famous novel, Ulysses, went to walk about through Dublin in 1904. And uh, it's basically a celebration of the book of Joyce and it's a fantastic celebration every single year and very shortly we are going to be chatting to um, a lady Frances Flannery she's an author but she's also the owner the founder of Leopold Bloom Publishing House she's from Navin originally and she helps authors who've been rejected kind of by other publishers who want to get their their books out there who wants to get their work off the ground she nurtures them because fun fact Ulysses and James Joyce he basically had so much trouble trying to get Ulysses published. Lots of turning him down and rejected and everything, everything else from publishers. So that's really interesting. And there's a lot of t- ties to Joyce and to Ulysses with Francis. So we're going to be chatting to her uh, in a little, little while. But um, just a little fun fact as well for you about the book. Um, because apparently Leopold Bloom may have become the hero of the book due to an altercation in a, the, in a Dublin pub. So in the Bailey... After a night's drinking, James Joyce approached a young woman thinking she was alone. However, his misapprehension was corrected by a swift punch from her male companion. Fate at this point produced a Jewish bystander who it is said in the simple act of offering the bespectacled novelist a handkerchief to wipe the blood off his nose wrote himself into immortality as Leopold Bloom. So there you go. Fun fact about Bloom's Day. We're going to be chatting about that very, very shortly. But first, here's you two. There's you two stuck in a moment you can't get out of. Now, it is Bloom's Day today and it's all about Joyce and Ulysses. So it's extremely fitting that on Bloom's Day, we are going to be meeting a lady who specialises in publishing authors who need who need help getting their career off the ground. And her publishing company is called Leopold Bloom Press. We're going to chat to author and founder of the publishing company, Frances Flannery. She's from Navin. We'll chat to her after these. 11 to 1. Join. Many people have a book in them, but so often they don't know how to go about getting it published. And it can be soul destroying for a budding author sending out their precious manuscript to publishing houses only to keep getting rejected. And in fact, many people may not know this, but literary genius James Joyce found it difficult to get a publisher for his most famous work, Ulysses. So it's extremely fitting, therefore, that today on Bloom's Day, we would be meeting a lady who specialises in publishing authors who are in need of getting help uh, for getting their career off the ground, whose publishing company is called Leopold Bloom Press. Her name is Frances Flannery. She's a Meath woman and she comes from a rich family literary tradition herself. She's written a book which is due for release. It's called Writing Man and she's determined to ensure that talented authors get the recognition they deserve. Frances Flannery, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you getting on? I'm very well, Sinead. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you. Now, researching your own family and your own career, I have so much to chat to you about. I know I'm only going to scratch the surface today, but you come from a really rich literary family. You're the grandniece of poet Joseph Casty. You've uncles Eugene and Joe both writing as well. The writing's in the blood, Francis, it seems. Yeah, well, it's there, all right. And I think... You know, a lot of the family wrote and write, and Eugene certainly writes in Irish and English as well. So they do 
um, have that. My auntie Frances Cassidy, who is a lecturer of English and Maths at the University, University of Pennsylvania, also has it. So we seem to have that as a, just a backdrop to just a normal life, which I think a lot of people have. I think in Ireland there's such a rich literary kind of um, sort of DNA running through people that it's not unusual. And we have this um, talent and we all seem to have a bit of it somewhere along the line and it's just something people do. Certainly in my family, you know, it, it's always there in the background. Yeah. So, my, so it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't something I I went into originally because for me it was just something you know you did and you just went on with your ordinary kind of career at the front and that's kind of the way it, it was. I think that's the way it is for a lot of people. And so what my story is is that I kind of during um, the last few years I produced a book called um, Good Happiness, which received a publishing deal. And with that, I decided that, you know, I decided that it was time to kind of really hone and cherish and value the writing uh, gene that was there. So I, I did the MPhil at Trinity. And in that, I recognised that there was just tons of people that just have so much talent in this country. And it's just like an untapped well. Yeah. So I decided to start up. Um, I, I wanted to, I really wanted to help others come into it. But, of course, I wasn't in the publishing game myself. My background was business and e-commerce. And then I'm sure you know, Sinead, the proliferation of a new type of publishing. Publishing itself has been sort of disrupted because a new... Massively, uh, yeah. You know, this whole book talk, which is basically a whole community on uh, TikTok, happened during lockdown because people wanted to share their emotions to books and in isolation. They had nobody and they took to this thing called book talk and created this huge community of almost 30 with 36 billion views and a million a billion people a month looking on there and uh, sharing on there and that has pushed the book publishing industry to be something that used to be the like of me saying read this book or i think this mm. book is good now it's not now booked up hey, did we lose you are you there oh sugar okay we're going to tell we might we've lost her temporarily there i think francis are you there yeah. Oh, you're back. You're back. We lost you just for a second there. Okay, we're okay. Sorry, you were just saying book talk. Yes. Yeah, book talk has disrupted the publishing industry in a in a very positive way, I think, because yes. what it's, what's happened is no longer somebody like me comes along and decides, oh, this is a good book. I think this should be published. Actually, what happens is the community decides, and I am creating a publishing house that will be able to bring what the community decides, the book talk community or the online community, into uh, the bookshops to make it physical and to make it available for them. That's my premise or my plan. So it's quite different to the traditional way where the opposite applied, where the publisher decided. Mm. My my way is to, or the new way is to respond to what uh, TikTok is trying is, is telling the market is telling you that you know it's such a it's such a shift and it's so interesting and this is kind of what you're tapping into and I love this I love the idea and the ethos behind your publishing company it's called Leopold Bloom Press and your offices are actually located in a very interesting location in Dublin aren't they? Yes we are located interestingly enough in a building uh, it's number two Grafton Street it was formerly the Yates and Sons Optician as featured in Ulysses and I had with me today a doctor of Joycean uh, history and uh, literature, Dr. Cleo Hannaway Oakley, who actually studied and has produced a book about the significance of sight, sight in Ulysses and in James Joyce's life, 
were huge aspects. She actually believes and has done research that you can read the book differently when you understand, like in the way that all of his words are squashed together to mm. use layman's terms. That was to do with the way he saw, she feels, you know, from her research. So there's an incredible um, sort of connection between uh, Joyce's Ulysses, the fact of him being an innovator. He was out to change. He suffered uh, with, you know, not being able to get that very modern mm. book published because it was too different. Oh, they didn't know what to make of it, didn't they not? And from somebody who, like myself, who has studied it, like, listen now, you know, I had a love-hate relationship with Ulysses and Colin (laughs) Francis. And I can understand, because like you say, the way it's presented on the page, the the actual text, you know, it is a day in a life. You know, there's so much that you can actually glean from it. It takes a lot of study, a lot of work. I can see why uh, publishers were scratching their heads, puzzling, going, what is this about but he was ahead of his time as you say yeah he was ahead of his time and he possibly was um you know he was he was trying to push as as we do as as certain you know as as we all want to do push the boundaries of um you know innovation so i think it's iconic that you know this new press is also sitting on the peripheral sort of new way of looking at publishing it's responding to newness and as Joyce was trying to push newness into literature and into, um, you know, work and into how people, uh, you know, read or what was considered obscene, for example, talking about your bowel and your gut, <laughs> subject close to my heart, considering yeah. that my first book was called Gut Happiness. And, you know, this was obscene. So certain things were not allowed and he just wanted to push into a more humanistic, um, you know, that the way stream of consciousness that a person's thoughts wander. We don't think as analytically as perhaps some chronological uh, literature is presented. We're not as clear and one and singular. Yes. So it's quite fascinating that he, you know, that he, uh, that his, when you think of so many levels of his work, clearly, uh, so so many avenues, so many tangential uh, conversations we could have about. Oh, it. listen, absolutely, and there's there's entire lecture series even just dedicated to just that. Now I have to talk to you as well about your own writing career because as well as you know launching Leopold's uh, Bloom Press, you're writing yourself, and you have ventured into the first uh, nerve wracking, I no doubt, doubt filled world of novel writing yourself and you have a brilliant book it's called Writing Man and this is a story really about struggle that a writer goes through kind of finding inspiration but there's also treachery involved here isn't there? Yeah it's a story about it's a story about trauma actually it's a story about three people's responses to to trauma the main protagonist uh, Tobias Pilferhoff is struggling with his identity for different reasons he you know he acts like somebody else he tries to lose himself because he really can't write and he doesn't accept himself so he he's in trauma in one way other characters respond to trauma and there's three main characters who respond to trauma but the main premise of it is that a man who really wants to be a writer who really isn't one finds a Hebrew manuscript eventually in his father's drawer and publishes it as his own work and becomes prolific and becomes famous. And unfortunately, fame is not all it's cracked up to be and there's other, you know, things come in and things are resolved ultimately peacefully in the end. But it just takes you through a lot of thinking and a lot of thinking about identity and trauma mm. and, um, you know, the underpinning things that we, you know, that we face and it certainly aligns into some of it's set in World War Two. So, there's the destruction of Frankfurt um, uh, that sort of parallels a little bit to what people experienced recently when they when they, when they went through um, Kiev. You know, so there's yeah. a little bit of a parallel to how a city falls and what it's like to live through that. And um, you know, so there's a lot going on. But it's it's a good book. It's been received very well by the people it I has. respect. Yes. Yeah. 
And of course, I expect mixed views because like my writing press and all the other things I've ever done, it's not going to be samey, samey. It's not mm-hmm. going to follow any anyone else's line. It's going to be unique. Uh, but the people I have respect, I see great stuff, great stuff on TikTok where we've had 100,000 views on certain... Oh, fantastic. ...viral posts. So I did start it there as that's how I intend to move the press. So, so this is my experimental work, not just in writing a book, but in, you know, getting the book into channels that hopefully I can help other people to do. So... You know, it's it's the guinea pig book of of marketing, the mm. book pub, publicity and everything else. So it's um, so it's how do people well. then get on your radar? Then is it through book talk then that you or or are you accepting people's submissions? People who feel I have this book, it needs to get out there. It hasn't gotten the recognition. Or how do you operate? Well, so just back to the first point, if people want to buy the my book, yes. people want to buy Writing Man and see the kind of writing that they want, to, that I would be probably most aligned with, even though, of course, the market decides, but, you know, I have a say, <laughs> so I'll have to love it too. But that's my writing style, if you're interested. You can buy that on the Leopold Bloom Press. That's leopoldbloom.ie. What a fantastic domain. That was so, such a wonderful thing to get. Leopoldbloom.ie yes, on this day. Uh, but on Book Talk, anyone who's interested or has a book idea should be following us on Book Talk because shortly what we're going to start doing is, you know, putting the word out there and that we're looking for, you know, writers or, and how. Yes. How we do that, how we will, you know, basically test market, have other people read your books, have other people read a bit of your manuscript, maybe, I don't know, a few hundred words and see the response and then take it from there. Because as I said, it is not me really ultimately that decides in this case, it's going to be a little bit more about the market decides. Book talk really decides and the market decides and I become the vehicle to help it become physical and, and push, you know, as design experience, e-commerce experience, business experience. So hopefully I will help people to bring it into bookshops when it's. Absolutely. Who seem to have catch. I I think no better woman. Frances, I wish you every success, not just with your own writing career, but with the publishing house. I think it's really, really needed and I have a feeling it's going to do really, really well. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sinead. I have a fabulous Bloomsday. You too. Thanks a million. (laughs) Frances Flannery there. Isn't that so interesting the way publishing has gone now? It really is. If you want to find out more about uh, her book, first of all, Writing Man, that is available through her website, leopoldbloom.ie. Okay, that's where you'll get it now. It will be in shops from August on, but it's available there right now and it's getting rave reviews all over the place. And as she rightly said, if you follow her, Leopold Bloom Press on BookTok, you'll find out more about how the publishing company works but I think it's very inspiring it's going to be the new way that publishing is going to go and Francis Flannery from County Mead is at the cutting edge of it 11 to 1 LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows Senator Windows products will help you create a secure comfortable energy efficient home you're proud of call 0818 7 Going back in time to this day in 1858 Abraham Lincoln says a house divided against itself cannot stand accepting Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the Senate and today is Bloomsday and we celebrate this wonderful book uh, Ulysses which was set in a single day June 16 to 1904 describes the life of the city in such detail that the writer once said if Dublin were to be destroyed Ulysses could be used to rebuild it brick by brick LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows creating the perfect home is a journey let us guide you visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms discover more at senatorwindows.ie your home of great music to give me through it all 
There's Louis Capaldi, someone you loved. News at 12 is approaching and after that, a dairy girl, a floor filled with lava and a thief and his wife popping up on my TV recommendations. 11 to 1. There's Pink. What about us kicking off our second hour? Sinead Brazel here with you till one. You can get in touch with me on 086-1800-658. Earlier on, we were talking about the most boring people out there. Yeah, it's all according to researchers from University of Essex in England. They asked more than 500 people across five different experiments about careers and hobbies they considered the most boring. Finance was overwhelmingly tagged as the world's most boring industry. And uh, apparently people, everyone who works in insurance are boring. And we're asking you what you think of this. This is coming in on 86 658 Hi guys, I work in an insurance uh, and I can agree 99.9% of people who work in this field are absolutely no crack at all. <laughs> oh no, why is that? I need you to elaborate on that a little bit further. Is it just they're just not up for going out for the crack or what is it? Are they so consumed with their work? Is the work not fun and that's making them boring? What does this mean? Uh, Sinead, surprised librarians are not in there as boring people. Oh, come on now. What's the poor librarians do? No, librarians are not boring. Uh, this is Vicky. Sinead, I'm training to be an accountant. Please don't tell me they're boring. Look, at, I, I'm only going by what the research says. You know, this is not my study. This is the study that was conducted at the University of Essex. Keep them coming in to me. Librarians, we want to hear from you now. Somebody else calling you boring here. <laughs> the messages. People in insurance, why are you no crack? Accountants, why are you no fun? Why are you considered boring? 086 658 The Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Hi, I'm Louise. Eck and Sue's date with Jay on last night's Love Island rattled Davide. She was picked by the new boy to be one of his lunch dates and Davide can only watch on from afar. And it's fair to say he's not feeling too good about what he's seeing. I need to see her expression, right? Need to look to at me High resolution. High resolution. So I think the reason why I picked you to go for the main course is because I do find you attractive. Thank you. Obviously, I was covered up every day. You was? You were? Oh, sorry, what? As I was, um, I am. And um, I'm looking still for a connection. Like, he's not, he's not, he's taking it really slow. And he's not putting the effort that I want in a man in. David Tennant has been spotted on the set of Doctor Who in Bristol. It was announced last month that the actor who played the 10th Time Lord will return to the show alongside Catherine Tate, who played his former companion. The show celebrates its 60th anniversary next year. Members of Girls Loud are set to run a special race for life to honour their late bandmate Sarah Harding. Cheryl, Kimberly, Nadine and Nicole will be fundraising for breast cancer research throughout the year, including the 5K event. In a video on Instagram, Cheryl explained they chatted about what they could do for Sarah before she died. Around this time last year when Sarah was really sick, we were all desperately trying to find ways to help her, to comfort her. To do whatever she wanted. You feel so helpless in times like that. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. (laughs) The Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. In the next little while, our feline friends will be in focus in Vets and their Pets. Hazel Mullins, our vet, will be joining us very shortly. But first, here's Bon Jovi. Oh, it's guaranteed to get you revved up, that song. Bon Jovi, living on a prayer... 
Messages coming in 086-1800-658. Sinead, it's the nature of these jobs to be boring. The people doing them probably go raving bonkers at the weekend just to let the hair down. Maybe so. Maybe accountants and insurance, people in insurance go mad at weekends. Uh, Jude says undertakers are boring and they'd be the last people to let you down. Says as well. I'll tell you who's not boring vets and uh, we're going to be go- chatting to our regular vet Hazel Mullins who's always a ray of sunshine on the show every single week and this week we are focusing on cats specifically the flea allergy dermatitis which is quite common at this time of year we're going to join Hazel after these The LMFM Vets and their Pet Series Brought to you by Highfield Veterinary Navin Watch out for their new state of the art pet hospital opening soon in Beachmount Home Park Navin. For appointments, call 046 9022 It's time to return to our regular vets and their pet series in association with Highfield Veterinary Clinic, Beachmount Home Park in Navin. And I'm delighted to have our vet Hazel Mullins on the line. This week we are focusing on our feline friends and specifically flea allergy dermatitis, which is quite common in cats. How are you doing, Hazel? I'm great, Sinead. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, I'm good. Now, one thing as a, 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 an owner of multiple cats <laughs> is something <laughs> I have to do quite regularly is the L flea dosing. It, it yeah. needs to be done. But what exactly is flea allergy dermatitis? So, flea allergy dermatitis. Oh, by the way, Sinead, I picked this topic because I do know you love your cats. Yes. So, I do try to, you know, you know, put in something that's... that's <laughs> relevant to you every now and again. Oh, I so love it's it. um <laughs> so reality dermatitis is actually I've chosen this topic this week. I try to, to pick topics every week that are is that's kind of relevant to the time of year. Mm. Obviously sometimes it's it, it is it isn't relevant, but actually fleas are are very much look they're an all year round um parasite in the home and um, because obviously our homes are warm and they like warm, humid um temperatures. But generally summertime is a real um, you know, surge surge of flea allergic dermatitis in cats, and you will see it a lot. So it's a it's an immune mediated disease. Basically, it's a it's an it's an allergic reaction to a flea bite. So it's a it's allergic reaction to the saliva that a flea bites, and then leaves the saliva you know in the skin, and then the cat. Um, you know, not all cats are going to be this highly allergic, but some cats do suffer with this. That they have this kind of extreme response to the saliva. And actually, it's just, it spreads and it, it becomes kind of a, you know, um, overall the cat becomes, you know, like a dermatitis, all, you know, all over the cat. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. So it can be quite severe. And uh, so you're saying there the flea bite, uh, like, so <coughs> are we looking out for fleas all over the cat? Or is it the case that this could happen and there could be no fleas visible to us? Exactly. So okay. the cat or like you could have um, like a dog passing or something and the flea, flea jumps from the dog to the cat and bites, the, bites the, the cat or a rabbit, you know, if they've caught a rabbit maybe in the wild or something and a flea jumps on and then he jumps off again and you may not have seen any fleas on your cat. Um, it's just that one particular bite that can cause this whole reaction to kick off. So general, what you're looking for your signs, it's called millery dermatitis. That's mm-hmm. kind of the general term for it. So it's kind of little little bumps and little crustiness around the face, around the head, um, in all down the back. They call it a razor a razor stripe. Um, so if you if you rub your cat down your back uh, down its back and there's kind of this raised kind of crustiness of the skin, that can be a sign of a flea allergic dermatitis. So and then in around the tail area as well. So and under the belly as well, you can have it there. So it's 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 generally quite when we see it as vets, it is quite 
characteristic mm-hmm. um, and then we might look for the look for the fleas and see or else get a history from the owner as well to see what flea treatments the cat has got and um, you know what are they up to date okay and what about is, is the itching a big thing then is the cat driven demented itching yes okay. they are so they're they're licking so cats you know don't itch maybe the same way as a dog itch. Mm. they lick um, and they lick and they lick and they lick and they and they just you know they can actually cause secondary infections to the areas so they actually it can get really you know like um crusty and really nasty around the face and and the and the abdomen if they're licking themselves and you know cats love to groom anyway so yeah. You know, if you see a cat licking themselves, it's, it's perfectly normal, but it's that excessive licking combined with these kind of millinery dermatitis um, lesions that, that, that you're looking for, yeah. So we know that prevention is better than cure with a lot of this stuff and definitely at this time of the year, they're out and about, they need the flea dosing. Isn't it about every three weeks or so? Yeah, so generally it's, it's you know, I've talked about this before, you know, for, for the ticks as well. Like not all, um, so a lot of the, the spot-on products are, are for fleas, not all of them are for ticks. So there is, a, there is a, a bigger choice. Make sure that you're using a cat product because some cats, so some dog products are actually poisonous. Too. Oh, right, some of, okay. flea, some of the flea treatments available for dogs are actually poisonous for cats. So make sure that you're getting a cat-specific um, flea treatment. So they've got your... You have your your topical treatments, your spot on treatments. So they generally they are a month. Generally, you get a month um, out of most of them, and then there's one in particular that lasts for three months. So if you do find your cat is you know particularly hard to catch, maybe mm-hmm. or something like that, there you know they're probably a, a, a an option for for pet owners that they just get it on them once and then it does for three months. Um, then you have maybe there's there's like I would stay away from from collars and also from maybe non-veterinary, um, you know, like products that are being sold in, in supermarkets and things like that. Yeah. Their active ingredients aren't to the same level as what you would buy in a vet practice. So I would definitely just make sure that you're, because you, be, you could be thinking that you're treating your cat, but actually the products you're using aren't suitable and they're not giving that prevention. So just um, contact your vet, have a chat, say, look, I do find it hard to catch my cat or my cat is easy to catch or, you know, there's, a lot of the cat the cat products are are the are the, are the spot on um, treatments. So generally, it's parting the hair mm-hmm. at the very top, just at the base of the of the head, just where where the neck meets the head, and just parting the hair and placing the spot on onto the onto the skin itself, and then making sure not to, to rub the skin afterwards, so it's not going onto your own hands, and then just leaving the cat to it and going about its about its normal business. Yeah, and it's a it's a place they can't really reach to lick themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. <laughs> but just just there at the base of the head is the base of the neck is the best place um to put the spot on. Okay, so say we have the the worst case scenario, how long can something like this uh flea allergy dermatitis last for? So if it's not treated and if the fleas aren't, you know, prevented and they and they can, you know, if they're if they're living on the cat and they're and they're laying their eggs and there's more and more, you know, cats you know, like more fleas coming onto the cat, it can get very nasty and cats can actually lose a lot of hair. They can get very bad in secondary bacterial infections, so really crusty skin. So it is something that needs to be nipped in the bud um, really quickly um, if you do see these signs. And even if you think, okay, God, I, I treated, treated hair now uh, four or five weeks ago, it can be it can be something that, that can just happen if a flea, because a lot of some of the products as well, 
you know, the flea might still jump on and bite and then die afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important as well for the environment. So making sure that you're any pets, like so if you've got dogs in the house as well, or even dogs outside or wherever, um, making sure the dogs are treated. Also, um, if you do get um, a, ca- a cat with this, you do need to treat your environment as well. And just making sure that you're using, you know, the, the products you're using are are, used, are specifically for the environment for mm-hmm. for for fleas and that um, I've also been told that it's it's just to watch out if you have any fish tanks oh. in your in your house and if you are doing these kind of you know flea treatments <coughs> for your furniture and things like that that actually can be quite dangerous for the fish in the tank because it's water soluble so it can go from the air into the tank my colleague told me that this morning now Sarah so she was like don't forget to mention about the fish tank <laughs> so there's that's really useful yeah. yeah so just for anyone that is you know that is suffering an outbreak maybe of fleas in their pets and they are treating their, their house just for themselves as well maybe just you know make sure that the room is ventilated and everything as well so um, but yeah, just the fish tanks. I did not know that until this morning. So, so that's, there you go. that's new information to me too. Learning new stuff every day. And that's yeah. it. Oh, there's nothing worse than having to do the whole house as well. It's absolute I nightmare. Know. And um, one thing just before, to move slightly away from fleas, but to keep with cats. Mm. Uh, I've noticed particularly the young male cat at home with us. He is neutered now, by the way, but he loves being out at night. Uh, whereas before he'd come in. But I'm wondering, is this a summer thing now with him maybe? As I always say, cats, they just get a mind of their own they and their they own into routine and maybe he just likes maybe he overheats or something at night time that he likes to be outside or maybe he just likes you know monitoring the house and making sure that you know, there's no creatures, um, rodents or anything around the place like that. I don't know, does he ever bring you little gifts or oh, anything? Oh, listen, we've got plenty of those. Yeah, they're so charming. It's probably, yeah, it's probably more of a hunter-gatherer yeah. instinct for him, to be honest, as he's getting older, that he does just like to keep an eye on on, on, on the house and the environment and making sure that he's doing his job, okay. I think. Okay, yeah. interesting. That's probably okay. more, more so what, what, he's, what he's doing. And also maybe, maybe, the, maybe the warmth is another aspect of it. Okay, very interesting as always. Hazel, thank you so, so much for all of that great advice. No problem, Sinead. Talk soon. Hazel Mullins there, our vet from Highfield Veterinary Clinic. If you want more information about what they do, highfield.ie is where you'll find them. They're also in Beachmount Home Park in Navin. If you have a question about your pet and you'd like Hazel to answer it, do get in touch with us. You can text me or WhatsApp 086 1800 658 or you can email me info at lmfm.ie. 11 to 1. Coming up in the next little while, I've got TV recommendations for you. I want to tell you about our Nifty 50 summer promotion as well, which is kicking off next week. And we've got tickets to give away to Marty Party's variety show. That's all coming your way in the next little bit. But back to the music now. Here's George Ezra with the Summer Vibes. Anyone for you on LMFM's 11 to 1? Anyone for you on LMFM's 11 to 1? How would you like a nice €6,400 to land in your bank account? That sounds pretty good. Well, it could be yours because our new Nifty 50 summer promotion kicks off next Monday or sorry, Monday 27th of June. That's not next Monday. Monday 27th of June uh, with great daily prizes to be won. Uh, Next week's jackpot is €6,400. You can buy... Your book for next week's game online or from Outlet Strength in Northeast. For more information, check out lmfm.ie. We're letting you know about this Nifty 50 promotion 
It's Monday the 27th of June. So many prizes to be won with regards to this. Want to say a big congratulations as well to recent winners Phyllis English Species in Cullen, County Loud and Bernie Kinsler from Dunlear, County Loud. They won €600 Euro each playing uh, Radio Bingo. If you're not playing yet, you can get them through various outlets in the North East, the Bingo Books or you can check out lmfm.ie for more details there. But that Nifty 50 summer promotion kicking off Monday the 27th of June. So you have been warned. So get your books now, lmfm.ie. Now time for the job search. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Sky Handling Partner Dublin Airport are recruiting bus drivers with full D driver licence required. You can apply to jobs at shp.ie. Modern Fashions requires a part-time retail assistant position. To apply, please send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie. Gilmore's Kings Court, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan and Fuso truck dealers are hiring car and commercial technicians. Please email your CV to ptully at gilmores.ie. An engineering company requires a mechanical engineering graduate for expanding manufacturing company in Mid-Louth. Please email your CV to Tommy DeCourcy at orielattachments.com Mead County Council also requires an executive engineer check out current vacancies on the Mead County Council website and Seapoint Golf Club are looking to recruit a full range of hospitality staff please email antonette.gregory at seapoint.ie for details and don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Bimtan Rats, I don't like Mondays on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it is the last call for this today. Marty Morrissey's Marty Party Variety Show is coming to the TLT Drogheda Friday, June 24th. There's special guests, Eurovision winners Paul Harrington, Charlie McGedigan, Sandy Kelly, Drogheda Male Voice Choir, Drogheda Brass Band, Tommy Flenming and many more. It's going to be a great night. Tickets are available from the TLT box office and the TLT.ie. If you'd like to go along, all you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word party followed by your own details to 086 1800 658. Going to pick a winner for that very, very short shortly so get them in to me now going to take a quick break and after that a dairy girl a floor made of lava and a thief and his wife popping up in my tv recommendations don't go anywhere 11 to 1 it is thursday which means we're talking telly and i have my top three on the tube for you and it starts off tonight on channel four at 10 p.m the real dairy and it features jamie lee o'donnell so jamie lee o'donnell plays michelle in the hit series dairy girls and she claims to be nothing like her dairy girls character the foul-mouthed teenager who wants to live life to the full but one thing that they do have in common is they are proudly dairy born and bred so here the actor explores what it is like to be a young person in Derry and she also has the chats as well with her co-star Saoirse Monica Jackson so that's on Channel 4 tonight at 10pm now something that will bring out the child in you is back on Netflix it is just brilliant I thoroughly enjoyed the first season of this the second season is on Netflix at the moment and it's The Floor is Lava if you ever played Floor is Lava as a kid you'll know what I'm talking about essentially 
you'd throw the cushions from the couch onto the floor trying to make your way across the sitting room without falling into lava before your siblings got there before you. It's an epic game. Now there's a TV show based on it. It's a great one to watch it all with the family. So teams of three from all walks of life have to compete against each other. They're put in rooms filled with booby traps. The floor is this bubbly lava slime and they have to reach to the other side of the obstacle course without falling in. It's so much fun. There's a cash prize involved as well. Here's a little taster for you of The Floor is Lava season 2 trailer. We're back baby! This looks harder than the first season. That's looks a little harder. I'm not gonna lie. The stakes have never been hotter. I'm a very good leader. We're very competitive. We're built for this. We're made for this. The only thing that's gonna hit that lava is my sweat. season there's bigger obstacles use that upper body strength that you don't have hotter lava this looks like my stomach after milk girl oh it's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant it is tons of fun the whole family and enjoy it floor is lava the season two is on Netflix now and another drama on Virgin Media on Tuesday nights at quarter to ten it's called The Thief His Wife and the Canoe it started this week and uh, it's based on a true story it's a four part series starring Eddie Marson and Monica Dolan uh, the canoe con man's wife and becomes complicit in her husband's elaborate and fraudulent scheme to avoid bankruptcy so they're suffocated by debts prison officer John Darwin pretends to drown in a canoe accident so his wife could make fraudulent claims on their insurance. Anne plays the grieving widow whilst police investigated his disappearance yet all along he's living in an apartment in the house next door to his wife regularly visiting her through an interconnecting passage. It's surprising it's gripping if you're into your crime series this one is good for you uh, it's on uh, Virgin Media uh, Virgin Media More I think it is Tuesday nights at quarter to ten and that is my top team recommendations for you this week. Want to say big congratulations to Francis Harris. You're in Drumcondroth County Mead. You're going along to Marty's party on uh, June 24th. I do have another chance for you to win on tomorrow's show. But that is our lot for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Going to leave you with Tiffany. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.